Hey, this is James McCoy for the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast, where you will hear the latest in wrestling and sports. So let's get started. So I'm coming live tonight here about 10 Eastern to talk about a couple things tonight. Number one, and probably the lead story when it comes to sports, LaShawn McCoy, the running back of the Buffalo Bills, former Philadelphia Eagle, being accused of some very serious crimes here. Let's talk about these crimes here for a second. Let's break these down. Child abuse is one. Physical abuse on his girlfriend. Animal abuse. Animal cruelty. So I was going to wait until things played out a little bit before I chose to comment on this. That's no longer going to be the case. A letter has just come forward from the lawyer of the alleged victim. And I will read this letter in its entirety. This firm represents Mr. I'm sorry, Miss Delicia Cordon. Miss Cordon and her children have resided with Mr. LaShawn McCoy since October 2016. Miss Cordon returned from a trip to London on July 9th, 2018, at approximately 3 a.m. on this on this morning while she was sleeping in the residence that she shares with Mr. McCoy. Miss Cordon was physically assaulted in the home by a male assailant who entered the home with no signs of forced entry. The assailant demanded specific items of jewelry that had been previously gifted to Miss Cordon by Mr. McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, which Mr. McCoy had requested back on many occasions. In fact, Miss Cordon refused to return her jewelry gifts to Mr. McCoy. He would often suggest to Miss Cordon that she would be robbed because the jewelry was expensive. In the attack this morning, Miss Cordon's wrist was bruised when the assailant could not get the bracelets off her wrist, and he hit Miss Cordon in the face with a firearm multiple times while demanding specific items of jewelry and cash from her. Miss Cordon sustained multiple injuries to her head, face, arms during this horrendous attack. Additionally, Miss Cordon's female cousin was at the residence, and she too was hit in the back of her head by the assailant with the firearm. Due to an ongoing criminal investigation into this incident, Ms. Cordon will have no further comment at this time. It is important to note that Ms. Cordon is estranged from Mr. McCoy currently. Mr. McCoy left the state of Georgia on or about May 31, 2018 for organized team activities, OTAs. However, on June 1, 2018, much to her surprise, Mr. McCoy had his family, friends, and laborers attempt to wrongfully evict Miss Cordon from the residence while Mi- from the residence while Miss Cordon was out of state attending her sister's graduation. Miss Cordon gained knowledge of the wrongful eviction from the live streaming of her security system to her cell phone. She contacted the police and the wrongful eviction was stopped. Even though Mr. McCoy did not personally move any of Miss Cordon's furniture or furnishings on June 1st, 2018, he directed others to do so. After June 1st, Mr. McCoy had the cameras removed from the home and terminated the service provider. He had a new security system installed with all new cameras and a new service provider. However, Mr. McCoy did not give Ms. Cordon any information about the new security system. She has no access to arm or disarm the alarm. On June 6th, 2018, an eviction proceeding was filed against Ms. Cordon by Mr. McCoy, even though Mr. McCoy did not personally fill out the form for the eviction proceeding. He directed another individual to do so. That particular legal matter is ongoing. Since this morning's attack on Ms. Cordeaux, Mr. McCoy has not contacted her to check on her condition or to see what was going on at the residence. She has no idea whether Mr. McCoy was able to live stream 
to see the incident or to see the law enforcement vehicles, fire truck and ambulance at his home. So that's, so that's the letter in its entirety. Um, that's a lot. And I, I will say this, you made an Insta, your cousin, I guess, made an Instagram post. Now, this is what I really want to focus on. I'm not going to sit here and say whether LaShawn McCoy had anything to do with this or not, because I don't know. I do not know beyond a shadow of a doubt if, if LaShawn McCoy had anything to do with this. I mean, obviously, you can read between the, line, you know, the, the lines in this letter. And obviously, we're going to draw, you know, you're going to draw your own conclusion, but you got to remember, he is innocent until proven guilty. And in this day and age, that's not how it is anymore. People take sides. People get so heated. And look, the crime is horrendous. What happened to her was horrendous and shouldn't happen to anybody. But let me tell you what is horrendous. Let me tell you in that Instagram post that has since been taken down. The cousin said, we turned the other cheek when you would abuse your dog into kidney failure. We were able to turn the other cheek when you, when you beat your son up for peeing in the bed. Friends had to separate you from beating the hell out of your son. If that is true, if what you're claiming is true, why did you not call the police? You turn the other cheek when a kid's getting beat? If this kid was beaten, you turn the other cheek and you didn't call police. Now, all of a sudden, your cousin, with all due respect, listen, this is with all due respect. This is me talking about the Instagram post. You say you finally couldn't turn the other cheek on this one, that you couldn't stand by anymore and let this continue. So if this kid gets beaten, you stood by and you let him supposedly, allegedly continue to do this. You allegedly continue to let him abuse his dog all the way into kidney failure. So many adults in that house and allegedly the kid got beaten by his father and nobody, all they did was separate him. No one bothered to call the police. And say, listen, this guy is going a little too far and he's abusing his son. He's abusing his child. I'm separating what's going on with the victim here. I'm separating her situation because you know what? Her situation, that's real. It looked like somebody beat her up and assaulted her. Allegedly, this kid, the son of LaShawn McCoy, gets attacked. And you say in the Instagram post that you were able to look past that? The second any kid gets abused, you need to step in and call the police. You even think for a second the kid's getting abused. You step in, you call the police. As an adult, if you witnessed this, you failed any adult in that house who witnessed it and, and allegedly broke it up failed. Failed.
that kid, that child, was failed, allegedly, by the adults who allegedly broke up LaShawn McCoy abusing him, if that's what happened. If it did happen, all those adults in there should be held responsible. It's one thing to discipline your kid. It's a complete, it's a complete, and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. Yep, this fires me up. Because I know that right now that the situation going on with Deshaun McCoy is that he had something, you know, I allegedly had something to do with the, you know, with this home invasion this morning. That this cousin of the victim decides to put up an Instagram, you know, post and pretty much lay out a pattern of behavior. A pattern of behavior. You're sitting there, you're crucifying this man in this pattern of behavior, but what about your guys' behavior? You knew this was happening. You witnessed it. Friends had to break it up and you did nothing. You didn't call the cops. So focused. You're so focused on, you know, on, you know, putting out an Instagram post about LaShawn McCoy. And look, if LaShawn McCoy is guilty of any of this, then LaShawn McCoy deserves to have the book thrown at him to the fullest extent of the law. If he is guilty of any of it. Let me make that clear. Now, if he's being falsely accused, then the people making the accusations deserve to have the book thrown at him. But my heart goes out to the lady who got got attacked because that should never happen. It should never happen to anybody. Not long ago, Reuben Foster player for the San Francisco 49ers, falsely accused of domestic violence. Woman wanted to ruin his life, and she nearly succeeded. But at least she came forward and finally admitted that she told the truth. When I heard that story, I did what everybody else is doing. I jumped to conclusions. I'm not going to jump to conclusions in this case. The only reason I'm fired up, the only reason... Outside of that lady getting beat, getting hurt, is to hear that he attacked his son and people had to break it up and nobody did a thing about it. You think breaking it up did any good? Oh, I'd break it up too, but then I would call the police if I were in that situation. That is... Allegedly, if that is true, if what she put in that Instagram post was true about his son getting beaten, people had to break it up. And number one, that's disgusting because you didn't call the police. And that is unforgivable. That is unforgivable. Number two, you take down the Instagram post that accuses this man of everything. Why? If you knew, if if you're out there saying he did this, look at you put it up on Instagram. Well, guess what? Just because you deleted it doesn't mean that it's still not out there. People can still look it up and look at it. You should have never. You wanted to go out there and you wanted to list his pattern of behavior, but what you possibly have done, you've screwed up, because you admitted 
that he allegedly beat his son to the point where people had to separate him from his son and none of you called the police? Outside of the outside of the woman getting beat, that kid was that kid was failed by every adult in that house who witnessed it. As adults, you had a responsibility. Congratulations, you broke it up. But what'd you do afterwards? Nothing. Not a damn thing. You allegedly didn't call the cops. That's disgusting. That's what's got me fired up. You're so focused on trashing an NFL star, you're acting like that you're that you're this person who's all high and mighty. And in my opinion, if LaShawn McCoy is guilty and he did do what he's being accused of, you're just as guilty for letting that pattern of behavior of him of him beating his son continue. I get you're fired up about your cousin and that she got hurt and she got assaulted. I get all that. But maybe you should have thought through your Instagram post before you put it because now you put things that people cannot unsee. You went out there, you wanted people to pretty much say, hey, this is what he's done. Here's how long he's done it for. Believe this. He is guilty of what, of what's going on. And you put out the pattern of behavior. That's why sometimes you need to think things through before you, before you react. Because I guarantee I'm not the only person who probably read that and said, wait a second. You witnessed his son get beat and no one did a thing about it? You witnessed him beat up his dog into kidney failure and you did nothing. You just turned the other cheek. Like it said in the Instagram post, we were able to look past you beating your son. We were able to look past you beating your dog into kidney failure. But what we couldn't finally look past anymore is that you assaulted my cousin. So it finally took that. It took that straw to break the camel's back for you to finally make a stand. Look, my heart's with the victim, but my heart's not with you or anybody else who witnessed all this pattern of behavior and did nothing because you realize you could have potentially stopped this from happening if you called the cops and said, listen, he's beating his kid. He is, he is doing animal cruelty. Those are things he could have got arrested for. And you stood by and you did nothing. There's still a lot of things that need to play out in this. I'm not going to say one way or the other whose side I'm on. Because the way I see it, he's innocent until he's proven guilty. He has yet to respond to this. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm wrong. He did respond. He did deny all the allegations. For the record. Like I said before, we all jump on this. You know, we take sides. We don't look at the innocent until proven guilty anymore. We look at it as guilty until you're proven innocent. And that's not going to change here. He's going to get crucified. And there's no proof that he did anything. Yet. One way or the other, this, this is going to come out. There's going to be twists and turns. This, this story is going to take more twists and turns like a roller coaster. 
The only reason I'm commenting on it right now is because I'm commenting on the Instagram post. And what I read about, you know, people having to break up him beating his kid. That's what I'm commenting on. A lot of people are going to bypass that and just focus on, oh, did LaShawn McCoy really, you know, beat up his estranged wife, wife or girlfriend, something. Some people are going to bypass that Instagram post. They're going to say, they're going to read what it said. And they're going to say it got taken down. And they're not going to focus on the fact that he potentially committed child abuse. And they're not going to comment on the fact that if he did do that, then why didn't any of those adults do anything about it? No one's going to comment on that, so I will. I'll comment on it. If he did any of this, he deserves to have the book thrown at him to the fullest extent of the law. That's all I'm going to say on this right now. Um, I'm going to leave it there. But I'm going to move on to my next thing that I wanted to talk about. It was Monday Night Raw. Raw viewership dropped to the lowest ever. And the over 20 plus years that it's been on TV, the viewership for Raw dropped to only 2.4 million people. The record before that was like 2.47 in September. That's when the Clinton debate and Monday Night Football were on during the, you know, during the run for the president, you know, as they were doing the things, you know, for the president of the United States. Clinton versus Trump in the debate. Raw couldn't even compete against that. Or Monday Night Football. A lot of changes need to be made, obviously. What's it going to take for WWE management to see that nobody wants to see Roman Reigns on TV? You've given, you know, you've given him so much airtime over the last several weeks. When are you going to wake up and realize fans just don't want to see him? You need to make a drastic change when it comes to Roman. You either need to turn him heel or you have to do the unthinkable and you have to fire Roman Reigns. I know you won't, but you got to do something because how much more can the crowd sit there and say, we don't want to see him? They are booing him at every turn. Your viewership is dropping because, number one, he probably has something to do with that. Number two, what you're putting out there sucks. It doesn't make any sense. One minute you have an interesting story going, the next minute you cut it off with no explanation. Or you do something that completely is boneheaded. SmackDown Live is better to watch. They're not perfect, but it's better. Number one, you have a champion who's defending his title, you know, every month at a pay-per-view, who's there every week. People are going to turn into that because they want to see guys who are getting a chance like Rusev finally compete for the WWE Championship. Guys who have never gotten a chance called a land of opportunity for a reason. I mean, you're seeing teams like the Bludgeon Brothers who finally are starting to get what they deserve. This is a team that went through so much in the Wyatt family. You broke them up. You put Harper out there. I think it's Harper. Yeah, Harper out there in a singles run. He's really good, by the way. 
and you cut that off real quick and you did nothing with them. But you finally did the right thing. You put Harper and Rowan back together. You make the Bludgeon Brothers. They're now your SmackDown Tag Team Champions since Mania. And that's what they should be. Dominating people. I love watching that on SmackDown. You have AJ Styles, who's in the midst of a nice long title reign. He just got done with Shinsuke Nakamura. He's moving on to Rusev. My opinion, he beats Rusev. He'll move on. He's going to get Smojo. The only mistake that I could say SmackDown's making is that Smojo's not on there. Where's Samoa These are two staples from TNA. These guys are most likely going to battle over the WWE Championship come SummerSlam. And again in Hell in a Cell. AJ Styles is the best thing going in WWE today. Daniel Bryan being back in WWE is one of the best things going in WWE today. The reuniting of Team Hell No, even if it's just for a month, six weeks, two months, whatever it is. Nice little nostalgia act. It's been over five years since they teamed up. They get their shot at the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships against the Bludgeon Brothers Sunday at Extreme Rules. You're seeing a team like Sanity from NXT that finally got called up and debuted several weeks back. They're making an impact. This is stuff we want to see. The writers at SmackDown should be commended. Look, did they have a little dry patch where, you know, you're looking at SmackDown going, eh, you know, it's not very good. Not Yeah, of course. Everyone hits a dry patch, but that's how you bounce back from it. And SmackDown's done a great job of that, in my opinion. Um, Raw. Look, Raw's got some great talent there. Roman Reigns. Look, he's a good talent. Bobby Lashley, great talent. Okay, you got Braun Strowman, probably one of the hottest things going. Remember, I said AJ's one of the best things going. Braun Strowman's one of the hottest things going. Okay, you have Kevin Owens. This little comedy song and dance act that's going on with him and Strowman. It was funny to start. But Kevin Owens is a killer. That guy in the ring can go. He can work. I get he's a heel, and heels are supposed to be cowardly. But he looks very cowardly here. And I mean, I get it. Braun Strowman, look how tall that guy is. The tag team situation on Raw, though, it's a little different. You got the deleter of worlds, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Raw Tag Team Champions. There was a report a couple months back saying that Vince pretty much doesn't care about the tag team division, so whatever happens, happens. Well, I guess we're seeing that on Raw right now. The B team, Cody Rhodes, and um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, um, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. They get their shot at the tag team champions. Now look, Curtis Axel is a talented worker. His father, the late, great Mr. Perfect. He's got, he's got it in his blood. The way they've been the last several weeks, you know, impersonating Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy has been funny. It's been funny. These guys deserve more of a bigger spotlight. These guys can go. Bo Dallas is one of the longest reigning NXT champions ever. One of them. He's not the longest reigning but at one time, he was one of the longest-rating NXT champions ever. And Curtis Axel, man, former Intercontinental Champion, former Paul Heyman guy. I'm glad that these guys are getting TV time. They got it when The Miz was there, and I'm glad they continued to roll it over a little bit. 
give these guys a chance. And I think they're making, you know, they're, t- they're taking their opportunity and they're running with it. It's good to see. I hope that after Sunday when they lose that they're not taken off TV again and put back on the sidelines. These guys deserve to be on TV every week trying to make an impact. And that's what's missing here. You you guys got the talent on Raw to be the premier show. It's one thing to say you're the premier show. It's another to put a show together that shows that you're the premier show and you're not doing that. Yeah, you have your flashes here with Braun and you have your flashes with Roman diving over the top rope, knocking people down and all this stuff. But you don't have a top heavyweight champion right now, which has brought that show way down because you don't have anything for them to fight for outside of the IC belt. There is a rumor going around. I listened to it on YouTube today. That they're considering bringing back the Undisputed Championship. That's the gossip going around right now. That is the rumor and innuendo. That that, that they're going to bring that title back. We'll wait and see. And I, and I will say this about what I listened to. You realize since Brock Lesnar's been off Raw that they've at least mentioned him once? Most likely in every episode? They didn't mention him at all last night. They did not mention the Universal title once, I don't think. They didn't mention Brock, I know that, I know that much. That, that's a big sign to me. Apparently, the other rumor going around is that WWE was not happy how Brock Lesnar made his return to UFC. Again, we'll see. We'll see if any of this is actually true. But I do, but the one thing he did say that, you know, that did stick out a little bit was that Brock Lesnar's name was not mentioned on Raw. And he's right. They have mentioned Brock Lesnar's name on Raw for for whatever reason since he hasn't been there. So it is a little strange. As we go in the next Monday night after Extreme Rules, let's see what happens then. Before we start making a big deal out of it, let's see what happens then. Let's Let's see if they mention him then the Monday the night after Extreme Rules. Now, if they go a second week without mentioning Brock Lesnar, I'll come back on here and talk about it. And I think that if that happens, is then you have to raise up the concern a little bit. Because another part of his video was saying, could they just strip Lesnar of the title? It's been longer than 30 days. It's been longer than 60 days. Are they that pissed off at Brock that they just say, you know what, we're just going to bring back the undisputed title I mean, the Universal title doesn't have very much lineage behind it. Not very much history. You could bring back that undisputed, you know, it was the WWF undisputed championship. Bring it back under the WWE moniker. And let who and let AJ, who is the WWE champion, decide if he wants to work on Raw or SmackDown. Or go back and forth. One last part of the rumor is, is that if that the WWE champion may have to do double duty. He may have to go Raw SmackDown. Again, we'll see. There's some of that that I watched that I'm not completely sure about. I don't think that you have AJ do double duty. I think what you do is that you just bring back that title and let people start fighting for it and don't give it to a damn part-timer anymore. Especially a, a guy who you look at and go... I mean, what's the definition of part-time? I mean, in the normal business world, it's what? 39 hours? 32 hours, excuse me? 
Brock Lesnar doesn't even put that in in a year. Between pay-per-views and between Raws that he comes to, he doesn't even come close. So how can you call him a part-timer? Can't. Now this contract is paid per appearance. WWE just needs to cut their losses. Just let Brock do his thing. Like I said the other day, start building stars from inside your own brand. Because you have plenty of talent on both shows to make stars that can carry your company. And that will change the viewership. Once the viewers see that you're making changes and you're bringing guys out that they wish had a chance, your viewership's going to shoot straight up. It had to happen when the Attitude Era hit. You gave guys like Rocky Maivia a chance, Stone Cold Steve Austin a chance, Triple H a chance. When you gave guys that people liked a chance, look what they did to the, with the company then. Yes, you need to change your booking. You need to change your storylines. They need to make sense. Maybe make it a tad bit edgier. I'm not saying make it Attitude Era edgier, but make it a bit edgier a little bit. You do that and you build it from within your viewership's going to shoot straight up. And that's the only thing that's going to help the company. Yeah, is the company very profitable right now? Yeah. The stock is closing higher than it's ever been. So they're making money. They definitely made a hell of a lot of money with this Fox deal. This NBC Universal deal. You can't just continue to sit on your hands and think the same old stuff is going to continue to work. The crowd is trying to tell you something. You need to listen. It's time to start making some changes. Because I've been a big WWE fan since Hogan slammed Andre. I was there for it in the 80s. I was there for it in the 90s. And once 97 hit, Slowly, things started changing. Because in the early 90s, it hit a slump. Yeah, granted, you're very profitable now. But as far as what you're putting out on TV, you're in a slump. You're in a big slump. That is my rant. Those are the two things I wanted to hit on. So we got Extreme Rules this Sunday. I I am off work for that so I'm happy that I'll actually get to be home and watch it live I'll probably do a podcast an hour before it starts giving my official predictions on it I will give you this prediction AJ Styles is walking out the WWE champion period that's the prediction I'll give you now I'll give you the rest of the predictions Sunday and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week talk to you guys soon